Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. How are you today? I hope you're doing extremely well no matter what you're doing. I hope that you are feeling blessed and you're healthy and that you're happy. And I am happy that you're here. I'm happy to get the notes and to be able to see questions being asked. And I appreciate all of the feedback, even the little criticisms and the critiques. Those are all very constructive for me because I want to be able to provide a value to you when you listen. You're taking time, and I hope to make it worth your while. I want to remind you that today's episode, as every episode is, is powered by the Retirement Income Store. You have questions about retirement, and the Retirement Income Store is one of the greatest resources that I think you can turn to for just being able to have a solid basis of knowledge. No fluff, no fallacy, no hypothetical, just discussing the realities of retirement. So many people believe in their mind that retirement is going to be one thing until they get there and then they begin to experience it. And then all of a sudden, sometimes it can be very, very different than what they thought it was going to be. And so I'm a big believer before I just set out on a road trip. And I know that there's those of you that are very spontaneous and my hat's off to you, but When I get on a road trip, I want to know that I have a plan. I want to know at least the basic knowledge and information between here, where I am, and my destination, what I'm likely to run into. And when it comes to retirement, something that could last me 20, 25, maybe even 30 years, I want to be as prepared as is possible. So knowledge is not power. It is potential power. And it's what you do with what you learn that's going to have a tremendous impact on your life. Well, today, I can honestly say that so many of the experiences that I have, they affect my life, they affect the life of my family. But I can also suggest to you that as a fiduciary who works with dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of people every single month, there is so many experiences that I experience through the lives of my clients. And many of those experiences provide very valuable life lessons. And I want to be able to share one of those today with you. 
from a couple that I met not so long ago by the name of Don and Joanne. And so we want to first kind of start out with a question. The question that Don asked when he sat down in front of me. And his question was, and I quote, what happened to happily ever after? That was kind of a strange way of starting an appointment. And when I sat down with this couple, they appeared to be in in good spirits. They appeared to be in good health. They appeared to be just the average retiree couple. But it turns out that as the story unfolds, Don and Joanne had been suffering from an ill-planned, ill-advised retirement. You see, you've probably heard that phrase, the failure to plan is planning to fail. But the problem with Don and with Joanne was not that they failed to plan. The problem was that their planner wasn't really a planner. Their planner wasn't really providing advice, wasn't executing. He wasn't being held accountable. He wasn't really doing his job in a very dutiful way as a fiduciary, to do the very best to set them up for success. And as I've said so very often, when you retire, your retirement is you. Your retirement is you living your retirement. It's not your financial advisor. It's not your stockbroker. These are your dollars. These are your days, your go-go years. And I want to be able to extrapolate from their story and share with you some things that I think are so very important. I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So the first story or the first part of this started years and years ago. Don had a job. He was paying into his 401k and he was taking that 401k and he was building it. He was payroll deducting out of his paycheck and he was contributing to it. And and he understood the very basics of a 401k that he was dollar cost averaging every time that he was doing that payroll deduction. And that was good. But what Don didn't understand is that 401ks are very cookie cutter. Don didn't understand that when you think about 401ks, 401ks are very cookie cutter for a reason. They're designed for the younger employee. They're designed to not only attract talent, but they're designed to be able to basically retain and keep that talent. But as a person ages, as they get older... Those 401ks are not as useful as they used to be because they're not designed for a person who is, say, 55 and 60 and 65 years of age. They're not designed for that. They're not designed for that because, number one, you're facing a tremendous challenge if you're going to be finding conservative investments within a 401k. 401ks are designed to be growth-based. And Don didn't understand this. Don didn't understand that As he aged and he got older, he was watching his 401k compounding. He didn't understand that that 401k was a valuable resource of money that was going to be for him when he retired 
but that if he kept that 401k, he was going to be facing certain challenges. And the first challenge that he faced was that of 2020. He had just retired. He had never rolled the 401k over into an IRA. His financial advisor never asked him about his 401k, so it was out of sight. It was out of mind. But you see, Don had an opportunity when he was 59 and a half years of age to roll the 401k from the 401k into an IRA. That was the very first mistake. Now, why was that a mistake for him? Because Don was in a position where he knew that his health was getting worse. He had been exposed to some chemicals early on in his life, and as a result, his lungs were not doing very well. He was suffering from COPD, even though he hadn't smoked, and he was really having some challenges, and he wasn't able to work as hard as some of the other men were able to work because of his lungs. And so as a result, he has this money in the 401k, but no one bothered telling him that he could roll it and still be employed with his employer. So when 2020 occurred, he lost a bunch of money. That was the very first mistake. If you have a 401k and you're over the age of 59 and a half, you need to understand that the shackles have come off. The handcuffs have come off. The IRS allows you the opportunity to be able to roll your 401k into an individual retirement account. And when you do that, you're essentially taking your winnings off the table. You're putting those dollars under your control. So now you can invest them more appropriately. Now, what was the second mistake that Don made? Well, the second mistake was based upon the first mistake, which was he kept his 401k a 401k. He ended up losing big time in the stock market sell-off of 2020. But then he got scared and he realized that he needed more income. He needed more money. And because he was not able to work, and of course, him being maybe a little bit less of a worker bee because of his lungs, his employer basically sent him home during the COVID days. Well, what does Don do? He needs income, right? He's still got bills to pay. So he started taking withdrawals from the 401k. And you know what we just talked about, his 401k. His 401k was down because the stock market was down. So now he's adding insult upon injury because unknowingly, because no one had told him, no one had educated him, he was now having to sell shares. Now, what did that mean to Don? Now, Don was having to take income from his 401k, and the only way that income can flow out of a 401k is if you sell shares of the mutual funds that the 401k is investing in. But because now the shares are worth less, now he's having to sell more. But it goes further than that. The third mistake was because of the first mistake. The first mistake was not rolling the 401k when he could have. The second mistake was selling shares of his principal, not understanding that he was going to have to sell shares to get income. And that would add to the impact of the stock market sell-off. And the third was that he had to withdraw the money and now he was overpaying in taxes. You see, when we withdraw money from a retirement program, and I don't care if it's a 401k, I don't care if it's a 457 plan, I don't care if it's a 403b. When we withdraw money from those sorts of things, we have mandatory taxation that is built into those types of accounts. 
And Don and Joanne were not 22% income taxpayers. They were 12% income taxpayers. And so now as a result of still being in the 401k, because of COVID needing the money, now Don and Joanne are taking withdrawals. But they're having to take even more because they have to compensate for the amount of taxes that they have to pay to the federal government and to the state of Iowa. Do you see where this is going? So for Don, what could have been a very simple transition of moving money from his 401k into an IRA, being able to invest in things that were safer so that the stock market correction that came when he didn't expect it didn't impact him as much as it did when he was in the 401k and being in an IRA where he didn't have to take and pay 20% to the federal government for taxes, but could pay 12. All of those things were things that he could have done had someone advised him properly on his 401k. Now, it became obvious to me why Don sits down and when the first five minutes of our visit, he says, what happened to happily ever after? You see, the decisions that you make with regards to your money have transcending side effects. Tremendous changes can come to your life because of a decision, a lack of a decision, or the decision not to educate yourself. But Don's fourth mistake was that he just assumed that it was okay. You see, assuming anything with regards to your money and how you invest is a very dangerous thing. And Don thought, well, I have a financial advisor, but he doesn't seem to be very active. He doesn't seem to be very communicative. He doesn't seem to really reach out. He just basically calls once a year to check in and see how things are going. We chat for maybe 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, and I move on. That's it. And I don't hear from him for another year or so. But you see, we have to be proactive. This is our money. This is what we've worked hard for. And here's Don experiencing the side effects of bad decisions because no one informed him. And you could say, well, Don's responsible because he never asked. That's true. But that is the responsibility of the advisor to advise. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense. Or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. And I want to continue with the story of Don and Joanne because now Joanne is facing some problems in the second half that I think are very, very important for you to learn from. Sit tight. We'll be right back. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store. So whatever happened to Joanne? What was Joanne's story? 
Why was Joanne feeling the same sentiment that Don was feeling when he opens the visit between ourselves with what happened happily ever after? Well, Joanne was a totally different set of circumstances. In this case, Joanne, because of the COVID situation and because of Don getting basically sent home without work because of income, basically didn't know what else to do. She didn't have much income. She was still working part-time, which was a good thing. She was very thankful for the work that she had, but they still had bills to pay. And so what they did was they signed up for Social Security. They signed up at her age 62. And without really realizing, without ever being informed and doing the investigation, being told in advance, now Joanne turns on Social Security, which was no doubt helpful I don't really blame her. I totally respect her decision. But the fact is, is that no one told her that turning on the Social Security at her age 62 was going to revoke a penalty of 30% that she was going to carry with her for the rest of her life. So now instead of getting a much larger check, she was getting basically only 70% of the check that she deserved. Now, I want you to think about that. Because Joanne has a longevity that's much longer than her spouse's. And of course, Don, in this particular case, we don't expect him to live as long as Joanne. But the problem was, is that Joanne's Social Security check was larger than his. Not by a ton, but by at least a couple hundred dollars every single month. But because she chose to turn her Social Security check on, and she chose to turn it on at the earliest age possible, now she's going to, even if she loses Don, she's going to continue to receive that same penalty from the Social Security system. So now Joanne is making decisions that are ill-informed. And it's not that they had a failure to plan. They worked with their advisor, but their advisor, at least in this sense, was wise enough. He was at least honest enough when she asked him about Social Security. He said, well, I really don't know much about it. I just know that it's there, and I personally feel that you should turn it on. You need the income. After all, you and Don are low on income right now. And so she takes that as a green light to turn on the Social Security. Listen, Social Security is something that you've paid into literally all of your life. And I respect the fact that you probably want to turn it on as soon as you possibly can. But may I beg of you that you do not do that until first You've educated yourself thoroughly enough on the system. Work with someone who has years of experience with Social Security. Someone, I, I don't care if it's me, I don't care if it's another fiduciary, but someone that knows Social Security, someone that has the software capable of being able to show you the benefits as well as the consequences of turning on Social Security before you really should. And there was one other thing. Something that absolutely took and changed the trajectory of the retirement for Don and Joanne for the rest of their retirement. You see, a few years ago, Joanne had lost her mother. And her mother had saved. She had been a good saver. And when her mother passed away, Joanne had received inheritance. She had received inheritance in cash. She had received inheritance in farm ground. And between Joanne and her other two siblings, they 
had decided that they all kind of needed the money. They didn't want to be farmers. They didn't want to be landlords. And so they had sold that ground a few years earlier. Now, when this cash came into possession for Joanne, Joanne went to their financial advisor. And where do you think that that financial advisor, that broker, convinced them to put the money? It was into the stock market. And despite the fact that Joanne's side of the story was that she had told this financial advisor that she wasn't a huge gambler, she wasn't a risk taker, he convinced her that despite the fact that she was somewhat of a nervous Nelly, that she needed to trust him and that he would take good care of her. And so she did. She trusted him. She watched as her inheritance was put into the stock market by this gentleman by this financial advisor. And you know, for the first couple of years, it was okay. The market was going up. But then 2020 hit, and she kept watching the market decline. She kept watching the numbers going down. Every single month, she would get this bit of illness in her stomach. She would pull out that statement, and she would look at it. And finally, the pain got too much for Joanne. And Joanne calls the financial advisor and she said, I don't know what you've done, but it's losing us money and we cannot afford to lose. And despite his best efforts to try to keep her convinced to stay in the stock market, she had had enough. And she said, that's it. I'm out. And she told him to cash her out. What did that just do to Joanne? It just guaranteed her the losses. So despite the fact that we know now we can look back and we can see how the feds jumped in, they got engaged and they started doing everything that they possibly could to pull as many rabbits out of the hat as they possibly could. They were in a situation where now they had guaranteed themselves a very substantial loss, leaving behind only about two thirds of what they originally had from the sale of the farm. So you see, not only did she make an ill-advised decision with regards to the Social Security that was now going to relegate her to a penalty that would follow her all the way to the grave with Social Security, preventing her from getting 100% of what she really deserved. Now she was also in a position where she had made another bad decision to sell while the stock market was low. And you might be thinking, well, that was her problem. That wasn't the financial advisor's problem. But that's where I take exception in the story. So if you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. You see, I believe that financial advisors today are good-hearted people. I believe most financial advisors want to take care of their clients. They don't want clients that are torqued off and angry at them. They want to do a good job. But we have to understand that most of the financial services industry today is relegated and predisposed towards growth. They want to make certain that there's growth going on. And that's fine. I have no problem with growth. I want clients to grow too. But as we get closer and closer to retirement, we need to understand that our priority is shifting from growth to now income. And when I looked at 
the previous investments that the financial advisor had deposited her farm money into. It was all growth-based. Even though he knew that she was just a mere three, four years away from retirement, he was having her risk her money. And to him, it was going to be all okay. But the problem is, is that Joanne didn't understand that risking her money really meant risking her go-go years. Risking the luxurious retirement that her and Don wanted to have. Risking the opportunity to go to all the places that they wanted to go. Do all the things that they wanted to do. See all the people and the grandchildren that they wanted to see and spend time with. You see, when we're ill-advised and we're not getting fiduciary advice, we're not getting the things that we need at the right time of our pre-retirement and in our retirement, it runs a terrible risk of causing our retirement to be a lot less than what it could be. Sometimes the best offense is having a good defense. And looking at these investments, it was very obvious to me that this guy was a stock market guy. This guy was a mutual fund guy. This guy had no idea how to create income through interest and dividends. He was just simply following his firm's advice and picking mutual funds that seemed to run the gamut so that, well, if there's this mutual fund over here and this one's down, well, maybe we'll have one over here that's up. You see, we need to take personal responsibility for our money. We need to be realizing that we've worked way too hard for this, this money that we have saved for retirement. And we need to be working with a person, with a firm, that their focus is income. And you may be thinking, well, if I focus on income, that means that I've got to give up growth. That's not true. When you consider that some of the best investments are the investments that not only have capital appreciation, but they also pay dividends. They also pay interest. That's what creates a successful retirement. You see, had he taken the time to maybe position more of her money into individually held bonds, into some really good quality blue chip equities that were paying three and four and maybe even 5% of dividends, despite the fact that the market was going down, their primary need, which was income, would have been still satisfied. And you see, today she would still have that farm money and they would have had the income so that they didn't have to sell. And isn't that the idea of investing for income? You see, if I have my lifestyle and I have my lifestyle as insured as is possible, in other words, I've gotten income from Social Security. I've gotten income from my pension. I've gotten income from all of my financial resources. And I have the income I need. Now, when volatility does come, I don't have to freak out. When volatility does come, I don't have to be as concerned. When volatility comes, I don't have to be pasting myself to my statement every single month. I can still have the confidence to know that I can still do the things that I want to do because my principle is still there. My principle is still owning things that are still creating income through interest and dividends. If the message of Don and Joanne 
is having a connection to you today, I encourage you, do not become the victim that Don and Joanne became. Now today, I'm happy to say that Don and Joanne have completely repositioned how they've invested their money. So they're getting income. And yes, it's true that Don's probably going to have to work a little bit longer than what he expected. But that's because of the decisions of the past. Today, they've made good decisions. They've decided to refocus their principal for income through interest and dividends. And that will have an impact for the rest of their retired life. But don't look at your situation and say, where has happily ever after gone? Because it doesn't have to be that way. You just have to be proactive to make a choice to make that happen. Not following the herd, but sometimes making a common sense departure from conventional wisdom and textbook learnings. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. Well, that's a wrap for today. And I hope that you've been encouraged. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. 